Hello, and welcome back to the Eurovision Rewind podcast. This is part two of our two-part rewind on the Eurovision Song Contest of 1998. So go check out last week's episode if you want to hear us talk about the first half of this year's crop of songs. On this episode, we will cover the back half of the entries and also reveal the placings. So do make sure to go check out that first part if you don't want to get things spoiled for yourself. Thanks for tuning in to the Eurovision Rewind podcast. Hope you enjoy. All right. So after Malta performing 11th of the night was Hungary's Charlie following in the tradition of Beth from Spain with the song <laughs> Aho, oh boy, Aholnap Marnem Lesh Shmoro, which means sadness will be over tomorrow. Great at pronouncing um, these songs. They're all wrong, I'm sure. <laughs> but um, another Terry Wogan soundbite. In the lead up to the song, he said that he comes from the razor blade gargling school of singing, <laughs> which I can't argue. <laughs> one, one of his less sexist soundbites of the night. Oh, definitely, yeah. But um, yeah, the song itself, I think, was fine. Um, it's kind of like this like old time jazzy blues ballad. Sort of reminded me of a worse version of what Nat King Cole kind of does. Maybe it was just because oh, her voices yeah. were slightly similar, but that's kind of vibe I got. Um, I think the harmonica works in this one. Oh, that's something I didn't mention. Malta's Malta, Malta's had like this weird harmonica solo that I kind of hated, but um, it works in this one. And I thought the smoke machine and the lighting added to the mood. Overall, not super impactful, but also good for me, I guess. How about you guys? I kind of dig this. I think it's um, this is gravel done well, uh, which when, once we get to the next song, I'll talk about that a little bit more. Like I, this guy, he's he's like a bar singer. Like he feels like yeah, yeah, it's the dude in the in the sort of like dingyish dive bar doing the singing, and it's fun, and he's got the harmonica, and it's occasionally sounds a little bit like an American spiritual, and it's like, so I I thought this was fun. I thought I I enjoy Charlie. And I think he makes this song better than it would have been with just uh, insert Eurovision vocalist here. So, yeah. Because you brought it up, Ellis, I'm actually yeah. going to... One of my like overarching notes for the entire show, the entire Eurovision 1998, was um, in their own way, all of these performers are lounge singers. <laughs> like, they're all just different types of lounge singers. Even... even um, I forget his name every time, but the crazy Gildo. Gildo every even Gildo is a very type. Not Donna. Yeah, you're right. Donna. (laughs) No, she's she's Studio Fifty Four lounge singer. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Heard that. But that that's I'm glad you brought that up because I truly feel like every single performer is just a different stereotypical lounge singer in 1998. But um. (laughs) The vibe I got was this other massive timestamp of the 90s, which was like at the time 
all moms had like records of like 50 or 60 year old white men in slacks that would like kind of croon you know actually what i thought of first was michael buble and then i looked up michael buble and he it turns out currently michael buble is 44 years old <laughs> which is so confusing to me because uh, in my mind he was like 70 by now um <laughs> but like i did feel like if i saw an image of this man of charlie on a record and the background was all black and his face was illuminated and it was just like pruny songs with a saxophone part in the middle and you know right. mo 90s moms were just bopping at, at, like in the afternoon while vacuuming or whatever like that that's how i felt about this song a song to like put on to do housework too when you're a 45 year old woman in the 90s yeah i mean <laughs> does that make sense do y'all relate to that at all no i 100 okay. percent yes <laughs> like i i know that i'm like really making some some very detailed metaphors here but especially the michael buble connection yeah it's so, it's like, like, such I, like a mom <laughs> yeah i've really been shaken for the last couple of days about the the reality of michael buble <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but again like i didn't have a lot of emotional connection to the song except that it felt nostalgic in a very specific way for a life that i don't even live like my mom doesn't my mom doesn't like walk around the house listening to weird white men with thinning hair with saxophone parts it just that's like that's like a, a soul a soul thing that i felt past life maybe yeah in a, in a past life oh dear oh dear um are you ready to move on to scores yeah all right how do you think this one did i think it'll end up in the top bit i don't it's not gonna win but i think like i think this is generally enjoyable enough that people are gonna like it and vote for it i truth be told i'm realizing that i don't know how to separate my personal feelings about the performances <laughs> from like what would have happened in reality but i think he did fine and he'll cool. okay up there. Nice, nice, nice. Uh, so no, song number 12 is Slovenia's Vili Resnik with the song Najbogovi Slishio, which means let the gods hear. And that's right before we get to it, we're going back to the Controversy Corner for the fourth time. Controversy Corner. Oh boy. What did Slo Slovenia do? You're going to find out. Okay, so, um, oh, so first of all, um, I found this website called andtheconductoris.eu which has like an absurd amount of information on every single conductor that's been to Eurovision. Neat. Okay. They have no right to have this much information about these people who obscure, but um, it was quite helpful. And um, so according to the website and an interview with the conductor for the website, the conductor was named Moimir Sepe. He said that um, after the first rehearsal, the pianist in the band Ursha Vlasic, who was also the lyricist for the song, started what he called a, quote, ladies show, in which she exploded at the orchestra and forced the organizers to use a backing track that had been pre-recorded in Slovenia. And this was really upsetting to the conductor because he considered going home before the, the show because he had no reason to be there anymore because he had no orchestra to conduct. But yeah, they ended up using the tape and he had nothing but good things to say about the orchestra in Birmingham, but not the pianist, I guess. Whack, okay. Huh. And this was the yeah. last year that they had conductors anyway, right? Yeah, it was. Wow. And he was like, from what I understand, he was kind of a veteran of the that sent Slovenia to Eurovision because he had like 
gone to Eurovision for Yugoslavia a lot in the past, and then recently for Slovenia, and this was his last time. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, yeah it is. All that aside, what did you guys think of this one? I kind of hinted at this in the last one, but I think uh, whereas Charlie from Hungary was the good type of gravel, this dude was the bad type of gravel. Because, oh my goodness, it's just like, he's got the most like, oh, I am so passionate about the things that I'm singing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And it's just, oh my god it's so dramatic it's like this this by all means should be like a crappy symphonic black metal song but like not the not the true cult black metal like like not ghost but like that other one that i'm forgetting the name of i looked it up it was karach angren and he would do so much better in that context but he's just oh my god that's my thoughts. <laughs> I actually kind of liked this one. Um, I I enjoyed his voice. I thought it. I I think that it was definitely different from Hungary's, but I don't think it's necessarily bad. I think it suited kind of the moody rock vibe of the song. Um, I liked how this song really built and it had a dramatic climactic chorus. Maybe it was kind of too dramatic, almost to its detriment. And I said that it sounds like the type of song that a Disney villain would sing. <laughs> yeah i can see that yeah that was pretty much my takeaway i did enjoy it though overall i felt very similarly to alice it again like it did feel like he was trying to do what charlie was doing and it ended up worse i think men that looked like this at the time they often like kind of thought of themselves as a fabio yeah. <laughs> um, that is an astute observation. Yeah, like it's but like European men who had this like greasy pony. I hate greasy artist types. And he really had yeah. this like greasy artsy vibe where he was like, Well, you know, aren't aren't I so European and charming? Shouldn't I appear on the front front cover of a of a romance novel or whatever? Um yeah. but in the same vein, like because he was similar to Hungary in these different regards i think that moms at the time were still like lusting after him like they still ended up <laughs> falling in love with his stupid ponytail <laughs> oh and like my my other thing was you know once again i don't understand why men had to wear suit jackets that were like five sizes too big i don't understand that at all yeah that was that was the truth what that was <laughs> i'm so glad uh, um, like a lot of my more positive feelings about these artists are much later on, but I do, I'm like noticing myself just being angry at all of these performers. No, that's what we're here for yeah. to, to discuss and have discourse. Do you think this song did as, did as badly as you think it should have? That's, that feels like a leading question. <laughs> no, why do you always think? Cause I've been last time where you were like, no, I, I'm not, that's... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I I hope this did bad because I don't 
Like, I don't think there are enough people that would enjoy this sort of thing for it to do well. I do think mm. it. I do think Jonathan was leading us. Um, God, and, no, I wasn't. <laughs> okay, but the song, the appearance was enough, like of its time, that I would not be surprised at all if people just fell in love with him and voted him number one or something. Not number one. I dev- I don't. God, I hope he's not number one. But um, he will. I I guess that he will be higher up than we wanted him to be. Interesting. All right. That concludes our thoughts on Slovenia. Let's move on to song number 13, which was Ireland's Don Martin with the song Is Always Over Now. I don't understand what the title means. What does Is It Always Over Now mean? <laughs> okay, I think it might be like, oh, I'll love you forever and always. And she's like, oh, well, it's always over now because you're not doing your moment. But I, oh, that actually I is probably what that know. is. Yeah, because the actual song ends in a question mark, but they didn't show it on the uh, on the screen. Oh, okay. I think you're right, Ellis. Like this one. This is this is my boring next for this year. Mm. Uh, I don't I don't care. The backing sounds a bit like Michael Jackson's Human Nature, but yeah. I, in my notes, I said too many ballads in a row, which is kind of too bad that she's the last one in this long string of ballads because I think that hers is among the stronger ones. I think her voice is really strong. I like her voice a lot, and she has really good stage presence. I think the song itself shows off her vocals very well, and the song itself has a kind of this fun R&B vibe, but ultimately I don't think it's a super impactful song. I didn't really like the suit that she was wearing also. I imagine that Quinn has some feelings about it also. Yeah, I mean, to me, Ireland definitely one like fits into this group that my mind created of like the women with short hair that think they're not like other girls. Um, <laughs> and I thought she had personality, you know, a little bit of attitude. And yeah, I think this was... I don't think it was the ultimate pantsuit lineup in the lineup for me, but I <laughs> I, I really like the dark green pantsuit. Um, it could again, it could have been better fitted. I think so many people's clothes could have been better fitted to them. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, I mean, I didn't think the music was incredibly interesting or uh, groundbreaking, but I liked her personality and I liked her suit more than Jonathan did. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, one thing that um Terry Wogan said before the song started was that um she sounds like she could have come right out of the commitments, which I can totally see that. But it was like a movie about a like a soul music band from Ireland it came out around this time, so I can totally see that. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. So um, seeing taking all this into consideration, how do you think this one did? Uh, I think it's gonna end up in like the lower bit, but not the bottom, because it's bad but not awful and just like it it's gonna it's another one that's gonna get stuck in those doldrums of uninterest i'll agree with ellis there all right so after ireland is the song that kind of breaks up all these ballads it's song number 14 portugal with the group almalusa and the song 
te abraçar, which means if I could embrace you. This is kind of exquisite. I love it. <laughs> it's I keep it exquisite. It's it's this is just kind of exquisite. The first the two lines, the instruments. The first mm -hmm. two lines I wrote down in my notes were what the fuck? Mm -hmm. Um because mm -hmm. it's it's so you've got the singer who's in the middle with her 98 pixie cut and red dress and then surrounding her on stools uh, dressed all in black are the people that I assume to be the rest of the members of Alamalusa, and each one of them has a different folk instrument. There is a bagpipe, an oddly square drum, something that appears to be a lute, um, and then like one more that I can't remember, I think, maybe. Uh, Do you notice that the guy who plays the bagpipe also does backing vocals? Yeah. Oh, did he? That's impressive. Yeah. And so this was just like, it, I don't think they used the orchestra at all. It, it was just like, Wait, 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 what? What is, what is happening? This is a good version of that Belgian made-up language thing from the other year. Oh, um, yeah. Like, I just, like, it's a bit cacophonic, cacophonic. It's a bit of a cacophony. And I don't think the bagpipes are done very well. Like, I like bagpipes, but these are not good bagpipes. But I really like this song. I couldn't even tell if those were bagpipes or if they were, like... A bagpipe relative. I have no idea. Because are bagpipes popular in Portugal? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm afraid that if I look it up, I'll get like a, you know, Portugal did, got third in 1998 Eurovision. Um, By playing the bagpipes. Yeah. Um, God, I love this performance. Mm -hmm. uh, she's great. Like, yes, uh, another woman with a pixie cut in the late 90s and a A-line dress thinking that she is different from other girls um but she kind well, of she is. is because she, she is. has a bagpipe in her band she does and she's like happy like there's so much you know the the thing that goes hand in hand with i'm not like other girls rhetoric is i'm not like other girls because i'm sad um and she's like <laughs> she is so happy she's so vibing oh i love that uh, dress i love her i love i love the interaction of uh, bagpipes and vocals good god yes. oh okay i thought this was a fabulous performance i mean not much can be faulted the instrumentation is incredible everyone looked like they were having a good time especially the ukulele player he had like a smile on his face the entire time i loved it i, I agree with everything that you guys have been saying i did look it up there is something called a galician gaita which is a traditional instrument of the galicia autonomous community of spain in northern portugal which is basically just a bagpipe that's what they call bagpipe there Maybe. um and okay. yeah and yeah it everyone looks like they're having a great time and i'm really here for this absolutely yeah i was uh, i think there's another sort of another little duality of man thing that this is uh emblematic of is that there are two kinds of people in the eurovision there's the kind of people that take it way too seriously and say, no, I'm not using this orchestra. I'm using my backing track. And then there's <laughs> this sort of performers. It's like, hey, 
neat we're at eurovision <laughs> cool yeah i love it yeah all right so do you think that this enthusiastic performance caused a good result i hope so like if i did it <laughs> yeah I, 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 I hope and I think that this will do well, but I think there is also the distinct possibility it gets dumpstered by the televote. I agree with Alice. I want so badly. I, I would like to try and fight someone in the streets if I find out that if bad things happen to Portugal, someone is going to get hurt. And I know that it has been 22 <laughs> years. Protect I, Portugal I know at all costs. Protect Portugal. Yeah, yeah, actually, now that I think about it, Portugal has an amazing history of artistic of artistic, you know, goodness. And fuck you, let Portugal be Portugal. <laughs> yes, I second that completely. With that, I think it's time to move on to Romania, song number 15, which is uh, You Cred, which means Believe, by Melina Oinescu. Oh dear, Alice. Yeah, if I, yeah, yeah. Expand on, expand on that, Alice. <laughs> oh dear, there's, there is a lot going on also, here. Like, um, but uh, there's a lot. There's also almost nothing at the same time. You it's know? incredible. So true. She, this is the most. It's the worst kind of outlandish costume, because she's got this. In insane, like crazy, intricate gold dress that looks like it's uh, I don't even know what it looks like, dude. It's just like it's like it's like that bit in Crazy Rich Asians where uh, don't Aquafi start saying bad things about Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, no, I'm not going to, but it's okay. like when when she's visiting uh, Aquafina's parents' house. And Aquafina's like, oh, they designed this. They were inspired by Trump's bathroom. Yeah. Like, that's this dress. And then, as if that weren't enough, she has this incredible, astounding necklace that covers up half her neck with chainmail and then a giant amber-looking jewel gemstone thing that is the size of a small apple which then on top of that has like this elementary school ceramics project looking heart pendant coming off of it and is going off by the time that i finished trying to comprehend what is happening with the dress i've realized a the song is almost over and b the song sucked um so there uh, this one was just rough on all counts so my my immediate interpretation of the dress and the outfit was like if they had gotten the live action Beauty and the Beast even longer. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I said this looks like dollar store Belle from Beauty and the Beast. Exactly. Okay, I'm glad we're on the same page. So yeah, like I am on the exact same page. <laughs> um yeah, I have a lot of feelings about the necklace. Like but none that couldn't have been encompassed by what Ellis just said. I thought, I thought <laughs> Ellis's description of the necklace was like prolific, 
they really just made this horrible dress and then they said, why don't we attach a curtain to it? (laughs) And And the fact that she's like also taken on my favorite trend of Eurovision 1998, which is the horrible pixie cut. It's insulting. And Ellis is also, Ellis, I'm just going to keep agreeing with you. You're right. Like she did this horrible injustice to fashion so that she could distract us from the injustice she's done to music. I don't, I don't know what's going on in the music. I wish I did, but unfortunately it wasn't good anyway. I mean, oh. maybe, maybe the lyrics in what Romanian? Romanian. Uh, yeah, are are prolific. You know, maybe they're an epic poem, and we just don't have the artistic understanding to get with it. But like Romania, you know, El- I was listening in preparation El- and also out of enjoyment to past Eurovision, um, Eurovision Rewind episodes, and there was one in which Ellis said. I believe they did the worst job possible so that there was no chance next year they would have to host. Um, (laughs) I I would like to bring back that rhetoric. Y'all went in on this woman. (laughs) Probably not even her fault. Yeah, no, I I have to, I can't disagree with any of that. I I second all of this and um, there's not much to add about the, the necklace discourse, but one thing I will say is that it looks like a very cheap, paltry, uh, like, wrestling championship belt <laughs> that maybe <laughs> but like an arts and crafts version of that yeah um, yeah 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 just like the, the 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 size of the necklace and the fact that there is a a square thing in the middle of it like made me think of like belt immediately it was truly some a sight a sight to behold um and yeah the song itself is really nothing special and i dislike it but there's really not much to it to dislike. There's really not much there. I think her voice is fine and she looks really beautiful. She would look better if she wasn't wearing that belt around her neck and that weird tablecloth dress. But um, yeah, glad we're on the same page about this because I know that some people really like this one. <laughs> yeah. The last thing I have to say about the necklace, and I think like it might be so far out of left field, it doesn't need to be added. But like there, like there are people in this world who have like, like you know ownership kinks like they make their partners wear collars in public you know what i mean and i was like like i know i actually know nothing about this kink other than that it exists so i don't know what these collars or necklaces look like at all but in my mind i was like this is something like a horrible sort of liberace kink master (laughs) would make their partner work it's so weird that is the highlight of my life you heard of your first melino lenescu dominant partner is liberace (laughs) i feel so bad like i was all honestly hoping a little bit that y'all wouldn't vibe with that because like i wanted y'all to hear me say that but i'm not sure i want to hear podcasts i want i'm not sure i want podcast listeners to hear me say that (laughs) I think it, it needs to be heard. I know. Spread the word. Use your platform. Liber- Liberace has, has. Oh my God! We could get sued for defamation. <laughs> okay, so Liberace kink callers aside, what did you think about? How do you think this one did? Do you think that the public would be into that? Dumpster. Dumpster. I think this is my guess. Um, it did way better than we wanted it to. I think in the late 90s, people were, like, entranced by this outfit and by her. Like, there something happened with the Romanians, and the Romanians, like, dumped all of their, vo- like, televotes 
or some like into the vault or something like i think this is a weird dark horse that's gonna <laughs> come out better later interesting okay okay so um moving on from that even though it will always be in our minds and our hearts um <laughs> we're going to we're going to go to song number 16 which is the united kingdom's host entry which was where are you by imani I loved this one personally. Um, I thought the outfit was very late '90s, early 2000s. Her hair is incredible. It is. It was very um, industrial techno punk Matrix. Yeah, vibe. yeah, yeah. But you know what it also is? Very Trinity but from the Matrix. Lizzie McGuire. Oh, okay. Yeah, the outfit yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah, like in in some sense, this is very Disney. I can totally see that. The song itself, I thought, was really it had this good. Um, balance of like a pop sensibility and being really catchy, but also very soulful and emotive. And I thought it was just a good performance overall. And this was a standout for me. I thought that the, um, also mm, the backing I, vocalist slash dancers had chemistry and that there was good stage presence all around. I have an interesting relationship with this song. Uh, <laughs> interesting. Um, existing relationship? No, no. Okay. So I, I thought the instrumental, I wrote down the instrumental is everything. Her voice, however, is not. Because I thought she was just fine. I really, really liked the instrumental on this one, though. But the thing is, the baseline on this, I this took me like legitimately an hour to figure out. I at, like I paused the show and spent half an hour trying to find the song, gave up, started it again, and then just missed a bunch of the next couple songs because I couldn't stop thinking about where I'd heard this baseline before. And it turns out it's the um, "Lady Hear Me Tonight" by Majo uses almost this exact baseline. I don't think it's a direct sample, but it's close. So that threw me. But I I liked the song a lot. So yeah. <laughs> thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm also thoroughly enjoying Ellis, what's that really popular podcast episode that we both liked in which they went on the hunt for that that oh, song yeah, that didn't the, exist? The search for the missing hit is a reply all episode from like four months ago. So good, so good. Um, like I was imagining, I f I feel very positive about this song. All good things. If if it was like a little generic for the UK, that's fine. Um, but I I also had a trip just imagining Ellis going on a search for this song, like exactly <laughs> like the one in the search for the missing hit, which was like that that podcast episode in which they went on a month slash year long search for one song that possibly never existed. It's very good. I recommend. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you like the song Quinn? Yes. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. You're good. I think it's going to do pretty solid. Sure. Ain't winning, <laughs> but it's a pretty solid song and I think it'll do that. I want to hear it again with a different singer. Do you have one that you think will definitively win? Yep. Okay. And we just haven't reached it. Yep. Um, I like her a lot. Oh, interesting. I don't know how the rest... I think, actually, if I could guess, 
the audience thought it thought she was funky and cool and they wanted to vote her up so i think she did well so we are reaching sort of the last few songs last like i guess nine or whatever but um next we have 17 which is cyprus michael mm-hmm. agiani with the song genesis which means genesis Ryan Seacrest made it into InSync. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad. He looks so young. Like he looks like a high he looks like a high schooler. He looks like a high schooler trying to be cool. He <laughs> looks like one of those twenty five year olds who plays a high schooler on oh, Disney and yeah. says, How do you do, fellow kids? Good shout. He's <laughs> he's from Saved by the Bell. He, is, uh, he really is. Well, he's only he's like, 20, apparently. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, he's from like yeah. a PSA against drugs. <laughs> yeah. He's like me- menacingly holding out the blunt, the the joint. Uh, yeah. Hey, you want to be cool like me and wear leather blazers? Yeah, which is, I, I stole that joke directly from John Mulaney, but still. <laughs> yeah. um, he looks like John Mulaney, kind of. <laughs> this guy. This is like almost the exact same thing as my suit jacket comment from before, but damn, don't we all miss the straight rectangular leather jackets of the 90s? He lo- he, he he was lacking in the fashion department. Because, <laughs> A, leather blazers, come now, who are we, Belgium from 1988? But yeah, no, he he's wearing a leather blazer, which is already a bad start. It doesn't fit well, and it's over a blue shirt of undeterminable material. And none of it works together or with him. Uh, so he doesn't pull that off. And he also doesn't pull the song off, but that's another matter. Yeah, I, I'm not a fan of this one. In terms of his appearance, I echo everything that Ella said. Also, I hate his hairstyle. It's like that. Oh, it's bad. Ro- it's like the, the late 90s, early 2000s super crunchy way too much gel ross from friends hair it's Mm -hmm. unfrosted tips it's unfrosted tips and it'd be better if they were frosted surprisingly yeah (laughs) the song itself i think is pretty boring it sounds like the type of song that would be in a disney movie a disney movie about the bible (laughs) yeah i gotcha yeah and um aside from him i hated how the backing vocalists look they're all wearing different styles of they're all wearing black dresses but they're all in different styles and there were different lengths it was just like weird and it made it seem like they kind of just got a couple of people off the street asked them to bring a black dress without coordinating them at all and then i'm saying i think they sounded fine but it's like when the bride at a wedding is trying to be innovative by like letting them wear a different dress in the same color yeah oh yeah but it just like looks kind of hodgepodge (laughs) yeah i agree with y'all i i think it was a little bit boring sandpaper one thing that was bugging me this entire time is I think he was like, I think he was off tempo. Like, I think he was rushing a little bit for the entire song. And oh. it was driving me nuts. 
Because we've had people that are off key, but we haven't had people that are off tempo yet. And I think he was like just enough to be noticeable. Um, but then I also mm. later wrote, I'm glad this exists, but it's a bit of a dumpster fire. I don't know why I was <laughs> glad this exists because in <laughs> retrospect, I'm, I'm like very apathetic towards it, but eh. I actually, mm. I think it's going to do really well. Cause oh, I really? Think, really? in my mind, I don't think it was that great, but I think at that time, especially people were just charmed by young men who looked like this. Any young, any handsome young man that sings a song about love and looks into your eyes, all all dreamy, like like they're gonna get views, they're gonna get <laughs> likes. Yeah, fair. How do you think it's gonna do? Oh, I thought this was dead bottom. I really didn't oh, like really? this one. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Okay. I don't know if it's like last last. Actually, it's probably higher than um, probably higher than Romania. But like, I thought this was gonna be in the bottom couple weird teeth i just noticed that okay oh you know what he looks like different depictions of like evil elves look like <laughs> oh yeah cypress this year entered a drow <laughs> yeah so assuming that's all i have to say about uh ross from friends elf <laughs> uh drug psa star from cypress oh. we'll move on to song number 18 yes all right so song number 18 was in fact the netherlands with song Hamelinardo, which means heaven and earth, sung by 20-year-old Ed Cilia. Uh, in a word, snazzy. Oh yes, I enjoyed myself. Um, this is this one felt especially lounge singer to me. I I also I wrote as a more general note in re, in regard to this song that the the songs in which women with short hair are happy have been my favorites overall. So yeah, um, yeah, that's actually probably true for me too. <laughs> yeah, just like. Leave them be. Let them be happy. Let them bop. I really enjoyed this one. I thought this was the best song of the night. How? Oh, it's an it, the the chorus is fun and infectious. She absolutely drills it. Like there was, I have no nitpicks about her voice or like n- not pitchy or anything. She was on point for this. I was shocked to learn that she was only 20. What? Um, yeah. Do you know like, how close we are at age to her? Yeah. Yeah. Is- she's she's up there acting like a seasoned uh, like a seasoned veteran. The song is great. She's great. The backup dancers are cracking me up. The guy on the left looks like the dude from The Prodigy who I feel bad about forgetting the name of. <laughs> the backup vocalists look weird. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, the the outfits on the backing vocalists are very strange. But yeah, no, I like this was monstrously enjoyable and a great song. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I she has the best the, by by far easily the best voice of the night. And I think just the most confidence and stage presence, which is so wild to think that she is only 20 years old. Like yeah. she's 1 year older than I, I am wrote- and I couldn't imagine having 
exuding that much confidence in front of like thousands of people, you know? And I also wrote, this might be the only person who got the audience to clap, having forgotten Gildo because I hated him. But I actually, <laughs> I kind of want how, to, to see how Ellis feels about Netherlands in relation to Gildo because I thought, oh, it, yeah. this is, this is by all means better. That okay. doesn't mean I enjoyed it more than Gildo, but I like, I enjoyed this in a different way than I enjoyed Gildo. Okay. Yeah, overall, I can't really fault anything about the song or the performance. I mean, Ella said it best, like the chorus is so infectious. The song itself is just so much fun and she just sells the hell out of it. I feel like a couple more things just cause I just because I really enjoyed this. The horns at the start and then they come back a little bit later on sound like a Bond theme. Big Bond vibes, which I loved. Um, the rest of the backing, it feels of the time, but it doesn't feel dated, which is really nice. It's got a little bit of like a little bit of Fatboy Slim going on. Like this is definitely I need to check when Praise You came out uh praise yeah praise oh praise you came out this year it came out 98 so like this is this really is more contemporary than it has any right to and it's aged well and i i think it deserves full marks so so this is your winner alice yes this i think this should win okay how about you quinn i don't know if it'll win i think it's one of the ones i do want to win though i have no idea how to guess how they'll treat her though Moving into song number 19, we have Sweden's Jill Johnson with the song Kudlikinar, which means love is. I don't know how much ire you guys will have to say about this. Nothing about this was bad. It really failed to come to a good, satisfying climax. That was my biggest gripe with the song. I think her voice is good. I thought she looked really good. Very, like, vampire vibes. I think the lighting was... There was, like, dark lighting that accompanied her dark outfit, which I think worked well. And she had a great voice, but, I mean, the song was kind of a miss for me. Yeah, this... I only had four lines of notes on this one. I had... Oh, Jesus. Then I had bad keyboard synths. Then I had questionable yeah. dress. And then I had don't care next. So, wow. Yeah. I had one note about this entire performance. Yeah. Um, which is, But it was my long metaphorical one, which is this woman's vibe is middle school orchestra teacher who wants to be cool. <laughs> no, no, no. Let me, this, this woman's vibe is middle school orchestra teacher who wants to be cool, but is also always on the phone with her 14-year-old daughter. That's a great take. Thank you. That Quinn is full of the best takes tonight. <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, yeah, scores low. Don't care. Yeah, I mean, do whatever you want with her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. So, um, after Sweden, we have uh, song number 20, which is Belgium's Melanie Cole with the song Dewey, which means say yes.
wants to run this one? So she's 16 years old? Yeah, she is. And she, like, she sounds 16 years old. But, like, still, she's 16 years old, dude. What the heck? That's crazy, yeah. It's more sense the, the more I look at her now. <laughs> yeah, she looks really young, definitely. I wrote down if Ellen Page was also Allie McBeal. Yes! Um, yeah, oh, like, if Ellen, Ellen had Page played, had played Allie McBeal. Um, yeah, I I totally agree. <laughs> um, but I thought, like, I guess it was the youth or something, but I found it endearing. Yeah, I can see that. I thought, I thought the song was really cute, and it stood out in a really good way of being just kind of a a light, simple, cute little ditty, and it was, it was nice. I mean, mm-hmm. did you notice that the bassist was, like, just having the best time and, like, dancing and moving and grooving? <laughs> I see Actually, it now. I That's wrote fun. down. Yeah. Uh, Jonathan, I actually wrote down, I want whatever those bassists and guitarists are smoking. Yes, they're <laughs> having such a good time. Yeah. Which, like, I think all of the best performances to me so far have been the ones in which the they were having, like, the instrumentalists were having just as good a time as the performer. Yeah. Um, oh, and this was the last of my Hillary Clinton comments because I said Hillary Clinton stole this look. Oh, um, yeah. She really did. Which I, I hadn't seen i hadn't thought of the monica Lewinsky thing at the time but it feels very she looks topical like monica yeah oh my god it feels so topical to be like hillary clinton stole this look from this 16 year old girl who looks like monica Lewinsky in 1998 <laughs> but yeah i mean the song doesn't suck uh i wrote down that it kind of sounds like mall music or yeah. the um the backing track gives me the uh, the demo song on a keyboard sort of vibes. Like when you get your fun little Yamaha voice bank and you press demo and it just goes blink, 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 blink. And she sung over that. Uh, <laughs> but like, yeah, sure. It's fine. Yeah. I Alrighty, like her. So do you think that that'll be enough for her to stand out? You know, I want to be her aunt and say she's, she's, <laughs> She's not number one, but I, I would tell her in a in a loving voice, "You're number one in my heart." <laughs> <laughs> well, what have I done with my life? What have we done with our lives Jeez. when this sixteen-year-old girl was just? <laughs> would you say the same thing, Ellis? Yeah. <laughs> Ellis is like, I don't care. Move on. All right. So yeah, it seems like we're ready to move on. So this is uh twenty-one song number twenty-one, which is Finland's Edea with the song Ava, which means open landscape. Oh, jeez. I love the zither in this. Is that what that is? It opens, I think, with a zither, yeah. There is definitely a zither. There is also definitely a guy slapping a vase, and there is also definitely a mouth harp. Yes. Yes. And there's also definitely a Viking costume. Oh, or I like, was thinking... Um, or like how pop culture represents the goddess Hera. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're spot on with that Hera comparison, because I've just looked up... Uh, what Hera looked like in the uh, the old Clash of the Titans from 1981, mm-hmm. and it's spot on. She to- she looks straight out of Clash of the Titans. That's really funny. 
For some reason, yeah. we really like to depict specifically the goddess Hera as like this like Viking woman in drapery with like huge hair. Oh god, or Xanadu. Also, like, kind of looks like depictions of like Helen of Troy that I've seen. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah. Ooh, one thing I want to bring up is uh, the lyrics of the song. So, song holds the record for having the fewest different words in a Eurovision song. <laughs> oh. It has six different. It has six different words, which um, I didn't even notice. Yeah. So they are Ava, Ma, Avara, Kaunius, Surus, and they mean sure. open landscape, wide beauty, greatness. I just repeat them, the entire song. Oh. Okay. Okay. I still like this though. This isn't this is an instrumental song. You know what? I would like to attend a ball wearing a dress like that. You know, I don't dislike <laughs> it, but it is weird. They they also had the same gimmick. They they had the same folk instrument gimmick as Portugal, but they executed it worse. You know yeah. what this reminds me of? Yeah. You remember when that video went viral of that Scandinavian girl in like the mountains of wherever in Scandinavia she was like calling the goats and or not the go- the cows the cows and they appeared out of nowhere and she was like singing maybe this means this. this means nothing but there was like a viral video a couple years ago of this girl like just singing out into the ether and there was like a huge fog and then out of nowhere there's like 200 cows that just appear and that's the vibe <laughs> i'm going to look for that video not to prove a point but i want y'all to see it yeah, no, I want to see it. <laughs> yeah, right. it's Swedish. I'm going to, you look up cow calling. I'm going to send it. And this means nothing. And I'm sorry, Alice. Okay. I'm into it. Shall we go to the scoring? Yep. I wrote get in the bin because I think it needs to get in the bin. Huh. I mean, it's trash. Mm, yep. I did not think this was good and I don't think it will score good. Um, I don't think it'll score good. I didn't enjoy it, but the more I think about how much I like Swedish cow calls, the more I like her. <laughs> so. All right. So, after Finland was their Nordic neighbors, Norway, and song number 22, which was Lars Fredriksson's Altid Sommer, which means always summer. Just before we start talking about the song, I'm not entirely certain why, but before Norway, I just have, shut the fuck up, Terry. So I think Terry Wogan said something. <laughs> oh, I, I remember that he said, like, that a lot of girls are going to vote for this song. For Norway? Yeah, because they're going to be like, Wogan. that was kind of annoying to me, I feel like. <laughs> he is a bit of a heartthrob. <laughs> no. Definitely, oh. he's a very handsome man. Oh, no. I actually wrote, I want to hear what Jonathan and Ellis think of this, because similar to Gildo, like, I feel creeped out by him, but I think y'all think (laughs) that he's, like, charming. Uh, I do think he was charming. I did not like his song, though. I wrote down cheeky fucker, because I think he's a cheeky fucker. Yes. Yeah. 
I, just... I agree. I, um, much like the Netherlands song in 2003, I think this song sounds like the theme song to a sitcom. <laughs> yeah, I just feel... I also wrote, I feel overwhelmed by his Scandinavian-ness. Oh my um, god, yeah. The yeah, Norwegians he, tend to do that. They do. And just... Yeah, also his backup singers. Their character is just a little off to me, I guess. Um, and I guess... Like, I don't really have much against his performance, except that if a man acted toward me in real life, in the way that he has acted, like, in the way he's presenting his character on stage, I would walk away mid-sentence. <laughs> <laughs> That's about Fair. it. Yeah. I thought this was boring. It's the kind of boring that appeals to me more than ballad boring, but it's still boring and not much has happening and, like, not great. So... Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to agree with that. The sweaters of that time. Oh, I would rock that sweater. I like that sweater, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> okay, so don't think it'll do well? Uh, quite the opposite, actually. I think this is going to place oh. inexplicably high. Huh, okay. This is a middle for me. Cool, 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 okay. All right, so we've got three songs left. Coming in number 23, we had Estonia's Koit Tume with the song Mere Lapsed, which means Children of the Sea. Uh, the first, the first five words that I have written down here are, oh no, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. I kind of like this one. I thought that it was one of the better ballads for me. I liked the piano, like, interlude solo thing. I thought that was fun. I thought that the staging itself was very intimate, and it didn't make the stage seem empty, which I think was a good choice. It's weird to see him looking so young because he ended up coming back to Eurovision like two years ago. And needless to say, he doesn't... I mean, he looks fine, but he doesn't look like he's like 18 like he does in this. So that was kind of funny to me. But um, I thought that the melody kind of sounded like I'll Be Your Mirror by the Velvet Underground. Do you know that song? No. I thought the kind of like... There were parts of it that kind of reminded me of it. But um, yeah, I thought it was fine overall. Yeah. I don't know. I thought this is like... I I don't I don't care. I was bored. I there was nothing interesting to me out of this. I thought it over relied on those chime things, but yeah. Once again, I distrust men. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I don't feel much about this. It was boring. It really, really heavily used that chime sample, and it was bugging me. But, yeah, <laughs> I just, Do you think the chime sample will be its undoing? I I don't know. I just don't care. Its existence will be its own undoing. <laughs> Damn, okay. <laughs> yeah. So, um, I think that's all we have to say about that then. So, second to last on the night was Turkey's Tuzmen with the song Unu Tamajin, which means you can't forget. But before we get to this, we're going back to Controversy Corner. Controversy Corner. Oh my goodness. I was and we really needed this point tonight. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, so... Turkey had a 
had a lot of trouble adhering to the three minute rule, which is like the song cannot be over three minutes. So after the first rehearsal, it was timed and it was three seconds too long. After the third rehearsal, it lasted three minutes and seven seconds. Different tempo changes made shortening the song or speeding it up really difficult. And they were allegedly threatened with disqualification if their performance on the night was longer than three sec three minutes, excuse me. But on the night, it ended up coming in at two minutes, 59 seconds and 45 oh. like milliseconds. Oh my goodness. Proud of him then. Yeah. All of that effort for this. For, exactly. Yeah. You know what? If that woman was wearing like the Beauty and the Beast dress, he's wearing the suit. <laughs> oh yeah, oh, yes. I see that. I wrote down yeah. pirate vampire. Oh, yes. we are. I get with that. Also, he, you know, he's just another European greasy ponytail guy. Yeah, that is who he thinks. He, he thinks he thinks he's Fabio. If Slovenia didn't, he definitely does. Exactly. Like he's looking at you with those eyes, and he thinks that they're romantic, and you're like, I have a waiver not a waiver um a, an, restraining, a restraining order, order. yeah i have a restraining order. Um, <laughs> i'm glad I we're on a, the same page <laughs> i have a waiver to not have to see you um, <laughs> um but yeah he's uh so this is the third this is the third eurovision that we've done for this podcast and it is the first bad turkey entry and it is a doozy yeah uh, it's this like, is very uncharacteristic for turkey yeah, because the first one they won, this last week's was my favorite song, and this one is just not in the, at, at all, in the slightest. Yeah, I think we're done with this one. Yep. It's an okay. update on the what? cow videos. There's the woman who made that one cow video actually has made many cow videos. <laughs> Good. <laughs> yeah. Love that. Okay, so last song of the night, Are We Ready? Yeah. Yes. All right, so this is song number 25, the country formerly known as the former Yugoslav Republic of Macedonia, now referred to as North Macedonia, with the song Nezori Zoro, which means Dawn Don't Rise by Vlado Janevski. <laughs> I wrote that this kind of sounds like the type of song that would be in a Macedonian cowboy movie. The instrumentation kind of, it gave me kind of like a Western vibe, the instrumentation. Um, the backing vocalists in the backing band were wearing this weird medieval peasant garb, which contrasted with the actually nice, pretty, well-fitting suit that he was wearing, the lead singer at least. Um, and I noted that he looked like Charlie Rose. <laughs> oh, from, from Schitt's Creek. No, um... From but, like the the like the talk show host from PBS. He does also look like the dude from Shit's Creek, though. That's he funny. does look like the dad from Shit's Creek. Yeah. You're right. Eugene I Levy. got 
Yeah, I got Charlie Rose and um, what's that character's name? Eugene? I don't know. I can't I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, overall, I thought this was pretty good, but a really weird way to end. But, oh yeah, it was a bad ending. Johnny Rose. Johnny Rose. Yeah, yeah. Oh, he looks okay, like both yeah. of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Instead of um, instead of caring about this song, I wrote a theorem about ballads because uh, I, I I realized that I think there are two types of ballads that I enjoy. There, the type A is the winner takes it all by ABBA, where oh. it's like big and dramatic and a good song that is that feels like it means something. So that's type A. And then the second so type... Like Croatia? Kind of, yeah. I was thinking more Celine last... last uh, in oh, 88. 88? Yeah. And then the second type is a uh, theme song to a Bond movie. Oh, yeah. And those are the two good types of ballads. And this was neither. Yeah. This Why just kind of these... sucked. Why are all of these men so satisfied with themselves? <laughs> yeah. Don't know. My overall note about almost every single performer I've seen is that in the show Gilmore Girls, which only came out a couple years after this, after 1998, there is a scene in which a bunch of college students are at a restaurant that's holding an open mic and they're playing drinking games and they're watching this like <laughs> young folk singer. And the big, like one of the big jokes of the night is they have to take a drink every time the folk singer sounds sincere. Um, <laughs> and like my final, my final note, having seen every single performer is I would die if I had to take a drink every single time somebody sounded falsely sincere in these songs. Yeah. yeah I think that's the that on that yeah. for this, this, this is the second year that this has happened where it has ended on such a weird note. This was a wet fart of an ending. Yeah, which sucks. And like, also kind of happened in um, 2003 also with like that weird like na-na-na song. I don't even remember that. Last, last, uh, 88s was good, though, because that was the, the, the... Oh, that was Mongoop. I forgot about that. That was Mongoop, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, Mongoop? Mongoop is a bop. Like, we gotta go to you. Okay. I love Mongoop. All about it. Um, but yeah, that's all the songs. Did I get to all the controversy corn? Yeah, I did. All right. Oh, actually, just before we go into the to the uh, closer or to the scores, there's mm -hmm. one thing that I noted a couple times and then promptly forgot to mention when they came up. But the uh, in this in the music and the segues, like how they always do, like little video packages in between each to to give them time to do stage transition. Um, there were like a bunch of montages of Britain, but at one point. They used Bittersweet Symphony for that, which is a better song than anything in this competition. And then, early, even earlier than that, they used Common People by Pulp, which is like, it, it is yeah, an all-time all all great song and should not be anywhere near this competition because it will make everything else look bad. Yeah, all the transition songs where I think were like different arrangements of like pop music at the time. I was very excited to see common people, and then I was sad because none of the songs on the show were common people. So, all right, so it is time for the scores. Just to clarify, Ellis, you said your winner was Netherlands, right? Yes. And your last place was Cyprus. Um, uh, no, Hungary. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then Quinn, did you have a predicted winner? 
not then, but if I if if I think very quickly, my winner is Portugal. Oh, cool. Okay. And my loser is any any man. Any man. Any okay. man. All right. So coming in in twenty fifth place was Switzerland with zero points. Whoa! No point. That's right. Oh, but also now that that brings us to our second part of controversy corner with Gunvergugisberg. Controversy corner. So yeah, at the contest, she scored zero points despite being a favorite to win. After this, oh. she attempted a follow-up single in Switzerland, but it failed to make an impact. After Eurovision, she began to work as a dance instructor and a circus performer in Zurich. And she released a very unsuccessful debut album in 2000. She filed for bankruptcy in 2004, and she was charged with theft and tax fraud in 2014. Oh my God. Yeah. Jeez, that did not deserve no points. It really didn't. And considering like all of like the circumstances surrounding like her participation, I feel really bad that it was kind of all for nothing. Yeah. And the dress. And the dress, yeah. And the dress. <laughs> okay, so uh, coming in in twenty fourth place was France with three points. Oh, I'm mad. That's a I'm shame. mad too. That had no right being that low. Goodness. So in twenty third was Hungary with four points. So okay, LSD weren't far off. Good. <laughs> I think it should have been slightly higher, but whatever. <laughs> Okay, in 22nd, Romania with six points. No surprises there. Trouble a little bit remembering who's who. This is um, Liberace. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's yeah. fine. Cool. Yeah, I'm fine with that too. Okay, 21 was... Oh, I totally meant to say Romania when I said Hungary earlier then. Oh, for last place? Yeah. So in 22nd place, what? Or no, we did that already. Sorry, 21st. Slovakia with eight points. Was this the one that I said was going to be dead middle? Yeah, it totally yeah. was. And one thing that was really sad too was that um, the only the eight points that it got was given to them by Croatia, which were the first to present their votes in the night. It started off really strong, but got no points after that. Oh. Yeah. Oh well. I did like her, but that's fine. I liked her too, but oh well. All right. Next is Greece with twelve points. Mm. Okay. Sure. Yeah, that makes sense. Yes, and the thing about that that is really funny to me is that, guess where all 12 of those points came from? Cyprus? Absolutely. That's amazing. Yeah, that's on brand. Yeah. Because they give the 12 points to each other every single year. Yeah, and um, during the voting procedure, like they sometimes like, like have the camera to like the person who gets the 12 points, and they showed um, like the, the Greek band, and like the lead singer was just so over it. You could like just like tell that, yeah. So anyway, after Greece in 19th place was Macedonia with 16 points. Yeah. Yep, no surprises there. 18th was Slovenia with 17. Um, another one that I don't really remember, so I'm fine with that. It was like the one that you said, that it was like gravelly but bad. Oh, okay, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like- for sure. All right, next up was uh, Poland in 17th with 19 points. Oh. Feel that. She deserved better. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't that bad. Her beautiful I get green it. dress. <laughs> I get why it was low, but I think I would have put it higher. They just don't win- want women to have fun. <laughs> yeah. Europe said no to that. Um, <laughs> as, as Cindy Lauper told us, girls just want to have fun. Come on, Eurovision. Yeah, and then Eurovision said no and fun. And the televoting public said no, ma'am. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they said ballads are bust. <laughs> Alrighty. Uh, the 16th place song was Spain with 21 points. Yep. Should have been lower for me, but, you know, oh well. 
Yeah, I think that's the correct spot for that. Yeah. 15th place was Finland with 22 points. Uh, yes. That, that, that was one that could have gone anywhere, but I'm glad that it didn't end up in the top half. I don't right. mind too much, but she, I, I did like her. Yeah, me too. All right, and 14th was Turkey with 25 points. Should have been much lower. Oh, yeah. Yeah, where'd those come from? Like, that was worse than Spain's. Because this one was actively bad. Spain's was passively bad, but this was actively bad. Yes. Just a worse version of the same idea. It's definitely worse than Poland. That's definitely true. Yeah. 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 And, like, Switzerland also. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Switzerland. What? What Switzerland, Switzerland just got, do? I think, dumpstered on controversy corner, I guess. But yeah. And then, like, France, I don't even know what happened. Yeah. Racism, I don't know. <laughs> probably. Coming in at, so there's a tie for 12th place. The okay. first song in 12th was, oh, well, both no, of them. Oh, Portugal. Portugal Estonia with 36 points. Oh. Portugal, too. They yeah. were the bagpipe one. I know. They were the bagpipe one. No, I mean, Aww. what do they do to deserve this treatment? Oh, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. That's a shame. Also, like, it's kind of sad that, like, they tied with Estonia. And, like, I liked Estonia, but Portugal and Estonia were not on the same level. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. All right. So, 11th place. Cyprus. To 37 points. Didn't even deserve to do that well. Wow. Okay. Did not at all. Yeah. So, we are now moving to the top 10. And um, just to remind us, the top 10 in no particular order is Netherlands, Belgium, Norway, Sweden, Israel, UK, Malta, Croatia, Germany, Ireland. I would I will say I'm pleasantly surprised that the UK is this high. Yeah. I am too. Honestly, I don't have that many gripes with this top 10. I think it's except for Sweden, I think I'm pretty okay happy with that it. that Israel did that well. Yeah, I'm happy that Israel did this well too. Okay, so rounding into the top 10, we had song in 10th place which was sweden with 53 points okay okay yeah i should have done worse but oh well ninth place was ireland with 64 okay <laughs> yeah I, i'm a little surprised that they did that well but like fine cool yeah same here honestly happy for I did her like this her one, green though. satin suit yeah same uh in eighth place we had norway with 79 points okay was <laughs> yep. like huh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ireland should have um, done worse. And oh, Norway I thought you did exactly crazy. how they should have done. And yeah, they were right. This kind of back to my notes. Like, what did I think of Norway? Yeah, um, I guess like for a guy, I didn't enjoy watching be a human. Like he went through a little <laughs> high for me, but that's fine. <laughs> yeah, I think I might have a second that one. All right, so in seventh place, we had the one and only Gildo with eighty-six <laughs> points. Gildo. Okay with that. Yeah, I'm just like I didn't want him to win, so I'm happy he was like high enough to be recognized. Man, Gildo should have gotten third place. No, <laughs> you're just no. Yeah. All right, the so sixth place was Belgium with 122 points. Oh, yeah. yeah, kind of a surprise. I feel like. Yeah. Oh wait. Oh, that was the 12 year old girl. Yes, it was. The 16 year old girl, but Ellen Page, but Ally McBeal. Yeah. No, I'm happy for her. That's great. Yeah, Good for her. Great. Good for hey, her. We do. Yeah. We do stand happy, happy women. We really do. Yeah. I'm surprised. That's a. Which big is not leap to say too. women need to smile more. That's not what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. That is a that's, big leap, though. You're right. From 86 to 122, that was not 
uh, 40 points better than Gildo. It it was, though. <laughs> Man. Man! All right, who, who, who's okay. in fifth? <laughs> okay, so in fifth place, we have Croatia with 131, one of my favorites of the night. Uh, I'm happy about that. I don't understand how that happened, but I'm happy it did. <laughs> yeah, sure. I don't know. That was less good than Gildo, too. Yeah, you know what? I think Gildo probably deserved a little better than Croatia. Gildo! Okay, so the top four Woo! is UK, Malta, Israel, Netherlands in no particular order. Okay. I'm okay with that, honestly. I'm not okay with Malta. Malta? I, mm, Malta does not surprise me at all. I, like, I do think Doesn't... that was the prototypical Eurovision ballad. I know, but there were so many better ballads. Like, Croatia was so much better, and no, I don't know. Okay. You know what? I'm happy that Malta did that well because I thought she would be punished for her dress, and then she wasn't. So, I mean, I guess Europe loved it. Yeah. Okay. So, in fourth place was Netherlands. Netherlands. Yeah. I said I don't know because I was, was a delay. But she was so snazzy. She was so snazzy. snazzy. I got I close. Think, um, and that was better than the Netherlands was better than Malta by far. Yeah. Yeah. I think looking at things objectively, I think that was the best song and the best performance of the competition. Yeah. I like that. That just should have won, I think, straight up. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean, at least I was closer of the two times that I've guessed the Netherlands now. I was much closer on this one. So I'll take that. All right. So in third place was. Malta. Malta. Was 165. Okay. Whoa. Wait, that means Israel's in the top two. Israel so in the, is the UK. UK. Yeah. Wow. Weird. Okay. What a what a strange top two. I feel like, like I think you can tell Israel I could have could- guessed, but not the UK. Cool. I think you can tell that this was a televote year too, because these are very like high energy crowd pleaser kind of songs, I feel. Yeah, they're they're both very dancey. Um, in different mm-hmm. ways, but like they're both definite. They both definitely take a lot from dance music, which I'll take a dance music top two any day of the week. So, yeah, works for me. In the second place, just above Malta, we had the UK with one sixty six. Whoa! Whoa! What? One point difference. Yeah, so that means that Israel won. But how much? How much oh, do you what? think? Oh, oh my god. Three points. I'm going to say Israel had um, 169. Yeah, like I'll say like that one was point. Unintentional. 169. <laughs> still nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I'll go like one point. All right. So in first place was Israel with 172. Whoa. Whoa. So again, it was a pretty close margin. It's insane. So yeah. I'm um, glad I wasn't allowed to look it up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, because when you were just like, I think I'm going to look up Updana International, I was like, don't do it. Well, I thought you were going to, like, I thought it was going to be some, like, horrible, like, you know, she got last place because she, because she uh, was trans thing. Yeah. That's amazing. That is amazing. And there was a really cool moment because, like, at the end of every Eurovision, like, the previous winner hands off the trophy to the winner. And the, um, the winner of 1997 was the first openly gay winner. So oh, it's kind of cool, cool to have like the first openly gay winner give it to the first openly transgender winner. Neat, yeah. Eurovision's so ahead of us, like everyone else. 
Well, they're they're ahead socially, maybe musically. Eh. No, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. I will say of the three that we've done so far, I think this is the one that I'm most satisfied by, like the leading Peloton. Yeah, I would say that too. I think that in 1988 and 2003, there were some entries that had no business being in the top ten that were in the top ten. Yeah, like 88, the the correct song won in 88, but the rest of the top five or so was whack. The UK was second place by one point. Oh, if they got two God. more points, it would have won over Celine Dion. I can't get over that fact. That's absurd. But yeah. But th- like this was, a, I, I'm looking at the top five again, and really the only one that I have an issue with being there is Croatia. And that's just a, I think, personal taste thing more than anything. So I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, clearly. Yeah, it's slightly I think the multi should have been lower, but I understand why it did so well. Oh, but um also one thing that was kind of fun was that going so like the last when the last votes were coming up, Israel got eight points and like the UK got like two or something. And then Malta didn't get any points at that point. So people were like, Oh, like Malta probably got the, the maximum twelve points, which means that Malta wins. But they ended up giving the 12 to Croatia, which was a shocking, exciting turn of events. Oh, dang. Rip Malta. <laughs> that would have been weird if Malta, Malta had won, but... though. Yeah, that would have no, been I so agree. weird. We would have been like. Like, I enjoyed Malta as a ballad, but there is no way that that should have won. No. Yeah, considering make... all the, the good stuff this year. Yeah. So, Jonathan, I have a question for you uh, that Quinn won't be able to answer. How would you rank the three Eurovisions we've done so far? Because I think it's a pretty clear cut that 2003 was better than 88. But where would you put Two. this? For me, it's 98, 03, 88. Really? You thought this was better than 03? Yes. I oh, think it, yeah, okay. I did. In terms of like how fairly the year shook out? Uh, in general for just me. Like just like enjoyments, I guess. Oh, I almost forgot. It's not over yet. We have to go to random.org. Woo! decide the next year that we're doing 2006 2006 2006 all right so and also um as a rule we're not going to do another one for the 90s from the 90s next week so like if we get a 90s year we'll do it again we'll be doing 2010 next year next next, um not year week week this will be interesting because this one has semi-finals oh yeah we'll we'll figure out structure off air i have an idea <laughs> for structure for that that we can talk about off air cool but um yeah get ready for us to get into 2010 eurovision song contest next week next uh wednesday and um yeah that that, that about does it see you guys next week bye Thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Eurovision Rewind podcast. As we just mentioned, we will be back next Wednesday covering the first half of the 2010 competition. For updates and more, you can follow us on social media at Eurovision underscore Rewind on Instagram. If you would also like to support the show, you can pop over to patreon.com slash vocab gumbo. Kick us a subscription there. Helps cover the costs of this show and the others in the vocab gumbo network. As well, all proceeds from that through the end of July will be donated to local Black Lives Matter charities, so you can support us and help support charity at the same time. Check out the other show currently in the Vocab Gumbo Network. It's called 3 Out of 4 Voices. It releases weekly-ish on Mondays. For Jonathan and Quinn and 
the absent melon. I'm Ellis. Hey, you're listening to Vocab Gumbo. We will see you next week. Bye.